Entering my third year of coaching creators in my business social mate, I have heard it all. But the biggest struggle by far is that they're unable to consistently land brand deals. So why the heck is finding long-term brand partners so difficult? There are a few things that you may need to work on to make finding brands to work with and getting paid more consistent. I'm Kristen Busquet and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, in this solo episode, we're giving you the scoop on why you're not getting paid brand deals and how you can start to do just this. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 78 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. Today is a big day at Social Me because the course that we've been researching, building, and preparing for is finally live today. Brand BFF, it's a self-guided top-to-bottom course that teaches you everything that you need to know about building strong, long-lasting relationships with your dream brands in order to be top of mind for partnerships. This course is officially here. The proven framework that we teach in this course, the anti-pitch method, requires no cold pitching. I'm sick of it, we're not doing it anymore. It's the method that I actually used last year to make over $100,000 in partnerships, literally without sending one cold pitch. In this course, we're gonna start off with the pre-partnership process, move on to negotiating and securing the deals, how to be a great partner during the campaign, and how to wrap up the campaign and seal that deal for a long-term partnership. From today until Saturday, you'll be able to be one of the first to secure your enrollment into Brand BFF. And for enrolling this week, you get access to two incredible bonuses. First is an invitation to an exclusive Brand BFF group kickoff call where you'll get personalized coaching with me and five bonus resources and tutorials that include our contract term guide, our guide to rekindling past partnerships, our define your purpose ebook, our LinkedIn profile optimization tool. LinkedIn is actually a huge part of our framework and our invoice template. You can check out the link in the show notes to be one of the first to experience this course and get your freebies before Saturday because it's time that you become a brand BFF, right? Diving into the news this week, Meta made a big change and the people were going crazy. So as reported by Business Insider, quote, Meta will be pausing its US Reels Play bonus, a program that paid creators a monthly sum for accumulating views on their Reels. The pause will impact US-based creators on both Instagram and Facebook. Any ongoing Reels bonuses that a creator has signed up for will be honored for the next 30 days. This, for a lot of creators, really kind of did rock them. I know I have a few creators who actually make a lot of money, especially with Facebook Reels, surprisingly. And the fact that this bonus is going to be leaving is actually like a very large chunk of their income that's not going to be available anymore. So there are definitely creators who are going to be quite seriously impacted by this. So I'm really hoping that Instagram and Facebook's you know, meta as a whole really comes up with something to replace this that is going to be able to, you know, have the same magnitude as this US Reels Play bonus did. 
So we'll have to keep our eyes peeled and see what happens. But if you're affected by this, uh, I'm sorry. I hate that meta changes things around so much. But also, this is a great lesson for everyone listening. Don't depend on this for your income. We just never know when these programs are going to be pulled from under us as this one just was. Also, TikTok launched what's called Series. It's a new creator monetization tool. So Series enables creators to be paid for specific content. Here's a quote directly from them. Developed with our community's love of sharing authentic stories, expertise, and experiences in mind, Series enables eligible creators to post collections of premium content behind a paywall, which viewers can purchase for access. One series can include up to 80 videos, each up to 20 minutes long, giving people a new longer format to watch their favorite creators and content. This almost reminds me of like having a course. It it kind of reminds me of that. Like that's how I can see myself using this. It's actually having the paywall where people pay and then they get access into all of these long form videos that I've put together in my series. So you can put a price tag on this from anywhere from a dollar to $190. Your course, if you were going to use this for a course, would max be $190. But it's essentially a new way for creators to put a paywall behind specific content and monetize directly through their audience versus through ads or again, through these bonus programs that we don't know when they're going to leave. Right now, TikTok says that series is only available to select creators with applications to join the program coming up, quote, in the next couple of months. So we'll see what happens there. This isn't a huge piece of news, but I actually thought it was something very helpful to share with you guys. TikTok actually came out with this new feature called Keyword Insights that helps you find the best keywords for ads. But I actually think this can be a really great tool for those of us who are not creating ads for ourselves either. So if you ever have issues finding new keywords, this Keyword Insights tool basically enables you to find more info on which keywords and phrases are resonating best in TikTok ads. I think it's a great tool to use when creating captions for your sponsored posts that include ad usage. Because these are going to be pushed out as ads, You can actually tell the brand, hey, I did research to get some, you know, extra brownie points there. So they know that you're actually doing research into the keywords that you're sharing in those captions. And it's kind of less work for them as well. So I think this was something cool to check into. I played around with it a little bit. And honestly, these keywords that I found that were performing well, I'll probably just use in my regular content as well. I don't see why not. So today's episode is a little different because today what I wanted to do with you is talk just you and I about why you're not getting paid brand deals. For those of you guys who haven't seen yet, I have literally been on TikTok live so many times in the last seven days. And one thing that I've seen over and over and over again is people asking, why can't I get paid deals? Why can't I? Why can't I? And it's so difficult for me to answer that question because there's literally like 5 million different reasons why you're maybe not getting chosen for a collaboration. Um, And so I wanted to put it together all in an episode for you to refer to so that you could kind of see that this isn't always a situation that means like you're not a good creator. Like there's so many different reasons why you could not be getting hired. So I've got a a list that I wanted to go through with you and we are just going to dive right into it. First things first is that maybe you haven't built enough of a community. Maybe it is straight up too early. I see a lot of creators, this happens especially on TikTok, where they 
create their TikTok profile, share a few videos, one goes viral. Now they have this audience and they don't know what to do with it. They have an audience, but maybe they don't necessarily have a community. Followers and loyal followers are in completely different buckets. Followers could be empty followers that aren't the people that are going to be checking your page to see if you've posted new videos. They're not going to be the people who are stopping to comment on things. They're just really a number. But a community is very different from that. A community is people who are loyal to you. They love your content. They love you as a person. And they're going to be there to like, to watch, to comment whenever you share new content. And the difference between these two being so huge and, you know, so kind of like groundbreaking for a creator to have an engaged community versus just like this big follower number that isn't really full of people who care about them. It really makes a big difference when you're working with brands, because think about it, put yourself in the brand's shoes. If a brand is sitting down and saying, we've got $10,000 to spend, what is the smartest way for us to spend this money? The smartest way is going to try and be them getting as much as they can out of that money, right? So if they use $1,000 to pay you and you post a video and it gets zero comments, it doesn't really matter how many views it got because no one cared enough about that video to ask questions or to tell their opinion. And that is the difference of why that community means so much. So If they're going to spend that $1,000 on a video from you, and then you get 50 comments of people saying, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Where do I get this? How do I do this with it? Can it do this? That shows the brand that your audience is extremely engaged and interactive and interested in what you have to say. And that is the big difference between a creator who's going to be successful and make money and build a business out of this and the creator who is not to be transparent with you. So the best advice that I can give you in this situation, if you've got this community, maybe if you've got this following, not a community, if you've got this following and you don't find yourself getting brand deals, really look through your comments and look through the people that you're seeing time and time again. Like, can you recognize faces? Are you building a community of people that you actually, you know, have DMs with? You need to build a loyal community or some sort of community before you can consistently work with brands. I think that's the unfortunate truth. It's just, it is what it is. So if it's too early for you, don't focus on finding brands to work with and negotiating partnerships. Focus solely on how can I get my audience to be my friend? How can I make friends with the people in my audience? And the hard truth of that is that it's going to take time, but it's also going to take a lot of work. It's taking you actually putting the initiative into getting to know people. I spend a lot of time in my DMs with creators and they know that I actually care about them being there. And that's the difference between someone who comments on you know my post and someone who doesn't is they say, oh, Kristen, that's my friend. We've talked in the DMs. I want to go support her. So you want to get to that point. The second reason why maybe you're not getting brand deals, and this is one that I see a lot, and it honestly, guys, it's really difficult for me to tell this to people, especially on lives, because I don't want to call anyone out publicly, but your personal branding might be too confusing. Here's the thing, especially again on TikTok. If I'm a brand and I come onto your page and I don't know if you're just like 
any person randomly happened to post a couple of TikTok videos and you have this following and whatever, or if you're a creator and you're taking this seriously and you're building a business. So the thing is, I want to see a very clear understanding as a brand coming to your page that you are a creator and this is your, you know, your job, even if it's not your full time, you're trying to make it your job. You are taking this seriously and that you are putting enough effort into your personal brand and building your business as a brand that it's clear to me when I come onto your page. So for example, people who post about 50 different things and don't label their videos and don't write anything in the caption and don't respond to comments and all of those things, that to me as a brand is just a whole lot of red flags. I want to come onto your page if I'm a brand or even if I'm a potential follower. I want to come onto your page and I want to look at your bio and I want to understand, okay, if I follow this person or if I hire this person, this is exactly what I'm going to get. Or I want to look through the first nine to 12 videos and I want to see like some commonalities. I want to feel like I'm being spoken to because that's going to make me hit follow or that's going to make me say, wow, our audience needs this. Like our audience uh, or our product would fit perfectly into this creator's profile because she's talking about the same issues that our audience has. It has to be clear what your mission is. And this brings me to the conversation very quickly about niche. A lot of creators are like, so if I'm a personal brand, like if I have my personal brand in line, that means I need a niche. I'm not telling you you need a niche. Here's the thing. You don't have to put yourself in a box and say, I'm a fashion creator or I'm a beauty creator. All you need to tell me is this is my mission. I create inspirational content for moms so that they can look and feel their best. That is a mission statement. And in that, you can share mom content, that's fashion, that's beauty, that's parenting, home decor, whatever it is, anything that's going to make a mom look and feel her best. And if I can understand that from your profile, that's literally all I care about. Because the second that you don't make that clear, I as a brand, I'm like, wait, wait, what is she doing here? Like, is she posting this or this? Like, are we sure that we want to give her a thousand dollars if we don't really even know what's going on here? Like, we're confused. So you don't want to confuse a brand. If they can't in two to three seconds immediately understand who you are and what you do, you got to switch something up. You have to change something up. And, you know, if you don't want to have a mission and you just want to say, my personality is my niche or like, you know, I just share everything, but like people just follow me for my personality, then you better have a pretty damn good personality and you better have a very addictive personality. You need to be Elise Myers. You need to be Remy Bader, um, Alex Earl. These people we follow for their personalities. We love their personalities, but it's not often that we come by those people. So be real with yourself. Are you prepared to put yourself out there authentically 100%? If so, then okay, your personality is your niche and that's fine. But most people are not prepared for that. Next up, hard truth, guys. Maybe your content just isn't strong enough. Another thing that I try very, very much to explain to people in a way that is not uh, offensive. It's because this is a hard one. Some people think just because you have a cell phone 
or just because you have a camera that you can be a content creator and your content is amazing and brands should pay you thousands of dollars for it. And again, that is just not the truth. There is so much strategy that goes into creating strong content. It's almost more about the strategy than it is about you actually using your phone to create the video. You need to know what is this brand's goal? How can I create a piece of content that's going to accomplish a marketing goal? And that is something that takes education. It takes experience. It takes practice. So again, it's something that you should work at before you immediately say, okay, I'm a creator now. I'm going to go and get a bunch of brand deals. It doesn't work like that. You need to make sure that you are putting work into creating strong content that will actually do something. It can't just be content that's cute. It can't just be content that is high quality. It needs to be content that can accomplish a marketing goal. And if you don't understand marketing goals, if you don't understand campaign goals, that's the first step. In Brand BFF, we go into all the different types of campaign goals and what type of content is actually going to help achieve those marketing goals. You need to talk with the brands that you want to work with and say, what are your goals? Instead of just saying, here's my rates for everything that I offer. You need to know what they want to accomplish in order for you to say, here's what we need to do together. Because that presents you as a professional. That shows the brand that you have the expertise you got the knowledge, you have the experience, the professionalism, and that's what brands want in a strong brand partner. So work on your content. Don't rush this. Don't be afraid to spend a month, six months, a whole year perfecting your content. Do a creator sprint. Try a few things, see what works, and find a framework that works for you in terms of creating content and educate yourself. Don't put that to the side. You've got to know how to market yourself and how to market in general in order to create sponsored content that's going to convert. And if it doesn't convert, most of the times the brands aren't going to be very excited about working with you. Transparent, guys. We're being very realistic today. The fourth thing that might be stopping you from getting brand deals is that maybe you don't know your UVP. Maybe you don't understand why you're valuable. And this can go into confidence and mindset. And we're going to talk about that later this week. But you need to figure out why would a brand hire me versus any other creator? Even why would a brand hire me versus any other creator in my niche? What is it about me that's amazing? Because once you figure that out, and once you figure out how to present that to a brand confidently, it's easy to get partnerships. But you need to be able to pitch yourself in a way that says, I'm the creator you want to work with, and this is why. What is your UVP? What makes you valuable? If you don't know it, in the course, we've got worksheets on it. We've got lessons on it. I'm going to talk you through everything that you need to know in order to figure out what are some options for UVPs. And maybe you'll see it and say, that's mine for sure. For example, let's go with uh, maybe Remy Bader again. Remy Bader does her Realistic Zara hauls. If you guys don't know her, you probably know the Realistic Zara hauls. And she does these hilarious videos where she tries things on from Zara. And that framework, like that format of content is why brands want to work with Remy. They want her to put on their clothes and do this, this viral video that's funny, but also shows off their clothes and is realistic 
because that's what people want from from Remy. Like she has shown that that is her UVP. That type of content is why she's valuable aside from her personality. That's another UVP of hers. But if you don't know it, you've got to figure that out first before you can move on any further. Or else you're just going to be like, yeah, I'm an awesome creator. I create awesome content. Okay. Aren't we all? Don't we all? You have to find what makes you unique. This one really kills me (laughs) because it happens so often. Um, Maybe you're sending a boring pitch. And I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Brands don't want to read your boring pitches. They see, hey, I'm such a big fan of the brand. And they're probably like, ugh, another one. Here we go. They don't have time to read the same pitch over and over again that you copied and pasted and then changed a couple things in. Okay, they can see it. They get these emails all the day. They know they know. (laughs) Like they're not stupid guys. So your pitch might just be really boring and not really intriguing to read. And so what's going to make them, you know, stop going through their inbox to stop and actually read your email. You have to find a way to make that happen. And this is actually a huge part of why I don't like pitching because I think this is incredibly difficult to do even for myself. Transparently, I think writing the perfect pitch, every coach wants to say, here's the perfect pitch. Here's how you write it. It'll work every time. It's perfect. It's just not true. A pitch could be anything, but it's very difficult to have a pitch that's going to immediately intrigue someone and say, I want to pay them money. (laughs) So what I suggest doing is use the anti-pitch method. Brand BFF is solely based on you mastering the anti-pitch method. I don't want you to send cold pitches anymore. I think it's a waste of time. I think you've sent way too many cold pitches and gotten way too little response. And of those responses, way too little partnerships to make that worth your while. This is why instead of sending a pitch, I want you to connect with the brand. I don't want the brand to read your email and have to try and find a way to say, I want to pay this money, this money to this creator. I want the brand to meet you and say, oh, like I loved having a conversation with that person. Like the next time we have money, like we have to hire this girl. I love her. Like she was awesome. That is the difference. You are the secret sauce. And if a brand doesn't get to know you, how are they going to know how awesome you are? So this is why this entire industry is built on making connections, on networking. How can you become a brand BFF? That is literally why the course is called what it's called. Don't send boring pitches anymore. No more boring pitches, guys. And the last thing that I want to go over with you is that maybe, just maybe, you are trying to work with brands that aren't a good fit for you. You're trying to work with brands that maybe sound like really fun and maybe you really like them, but realistically, your audience is not going to care about them. You would have to really stretch to maybe get this brand to make sense for your content. That might be like me uh, talking about. Uh, a skiing brand. I don't know. Skiing just came to mind, right? That would be me talking about a skiing brand to you guys. You would be like, I don't care, Kristen. I follow you for social media. I follow you because I'm a creator and I want to learn. I don't follow you because I care about skiing. I don't even know if my audience would care about skiing. It's irrelevant. So you need to find brands 
that are a good fit for you. That if you shared it with your audience, they would be like, oh my gosh, that solves X, Y, and Z problem. Or man, I have been literally looking for this. Or oh my gosh, this is going to make my life so much easier. You need to find brands that are automatic fits like that. At the very least, you need to find a way that a brand could be weaved into your content that feels organic. So for example, maybe I really want to work with like a travel brand. I want to work with, uh, you know, the tourism board of Tennessee. Andrew asked me if I wanted to go to Knoxville this morning. So that was a random thought in my head. If I wanted to work with uh, the, the travel tourism board in Tennessee, how could I, as someone who's not a travel creator, relate that to my audience and make that worthwhile for the brand? What I would probably do is I might say, you work really hard as a creator. You are spending all of your hours, you know, creating content, pitching to brands, doing all this stuff. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. And then I might talk about how my break was going to Knoxville. And this is what I did. And this is how great it was. And these are all the things that you can do. And that's the way that I can connect it. But I would have a lot of trouble trying to weave a skiing brand into my content in that way. It would feel weird. My audience would look at me crazy and they would probably be kind of pissed at me. Are you using us so you can make money from ads? And the second that happens, the second you lose the trust from your audience, it's over. Your trust with your audience is everything. It is literally everything. And the second you lose it, it's over. These are just six ways. Six reasons that you may not be getting brand partnerships, paid or not. And so I want you to listen to this episode again. Go back to the beginning, now that you know everything that we're talking about. And I want you to realistically sit down and and ask yourself, is this something that I could change? Is this something that I'm doing? Is my personal branding too confusing? Is my pitch boring? Do I not know my UVP? And I want you to sit down and figure out which of these maybe our boxes that you're checking. And I want you to send me a DM and I want you to let me know. Like, let me help you. You guys, I am a resource for you here on this podcast, in my DMs on on Instagram, on TikTok, whatever it is. I am a resource to you. So don't be afraid to utilize me. Also, as your final reminder, Saturday is your last day to get into Brand BFF with these bonuses. We're going to have an awesome group call where we're going to do this, but I'm going to actually be able to speak with you. Um, And so I'm really excited for this. I worked so hard in this course, and I really have just seen so many creators have success with this method that I wanted to bundle it all up and offer it to everyone because I think it could truly be a different way of looking at brand partnerships. And maybe you've been struggling so long with looking at it the same way and trying to do the same thing over and over again, and it's not working. So isn't it time to try something new? Anyway, I'll get off my high horse now. Um, This was a lot of fun. Solo episodes always fuel me. Um, There will be another one on Thursday. So come back for my next TED Talk and I will see you guys earlier. No, later this week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.